Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. You're joining us live from Content London 2018, where the International Drama Summit is underway. Over 2,000 delegates and speakers from all corners of the globe have descended on the King's Place Conference Centre, where we are now, and St Pancras Renaissance Hotel just down the road. Uh, speakers over the course of this week include Netflix International Originals Chief Eric Barmack, Amazon Studios European boss Georgia Brown, YouTube head of drama John Wax, actors Carl McLaughlin, Natalie Dormer, writer Nick Hornby, and many more. I'm joined now by three of the other speakers. Jean-Michel Zizewski is head of international drama at Federation Entertainment. Stephen Driscoll, executive vice president of all three media across the EMEA region. And Tony Ayres, founder of Tony Ayres Productions and formerly Matchbox Pictures. Hello everybody, welcome to Content London. Tell us about your focus at the event this week. The international TV drama business as we, as we know is booming. What's your current focus? Well, I'll say first of all, thank you very much for bringing 2,000 customers to London, saving me have to take a train or a plane, so that's made life easier. Um, our focus is to show off the best drama we've got and talk to our clients, meet people, form alliances, try and find new partners and, um, and talk about TV drama and where it's going. You had a big premiere here last night, tell us about that. We did, we were very lucky. We had Ruth Wilson here to present a true story drama that launches tonight on BBC One called Mrs. Wilson. Three parts are produced by Snowden Productions. Um, the screening was a great success uh, and what I think was really interesting about that production was to show when you have a show led by a very successful and famous actor, how they bringing other great actors with them to deliver a really good package. How about Federation Entertainment right now? What's, what's top of mind? Uh, we have a, a lot of uh, new shows that are at different stage of development. So here we expect to, I mean, push one or two of these uh, new shows coming up. Uh, we have a show that's going to be a British uh, Scandinavian co-production co that we hope that we can like put together here. I mean. Uh, for a long time, Federation hasn't been on the big uh, English game. Now we're starting to be there, which is very exciting for us. I mean, we, as you probably heard, we just announced uh, The Banker's Wife that we're setting up now in the US. We're doing uh, Around the World in 80 Days as well. Uh, we're doing uh, uh, Josephine and Napoleon. So we're stepping up on the big uh, English-speaking game, which is very exciting for us. And we continue to have our shows are quality shows from all over the world i see we're like next to the flanders uh thing and i see i have like three shows there already so it's uh, very exciting to see that so i mean we want to be part of uh, finding keep finding the best entertainment from all over the world and that's what we hope to achieve here i mean we have a big uh, acquisition team here as well that's gonna be looking at all the show presented there and hopefully we get uh, the best uh, back home Tony, what about Tony Ayers Productions? You set up the company earlier this year. I set up my company, Tony Ayers Productions, or, or TAP, six months ago. Uh, previously, I was a founding partner of Matchbox Pictures, which was acquired by NBC Universal six years ago. And we we do shows like uh, we did this. I was the showrunner on The Slap. We did shows like Barracuda or Seven Types of Ambiguity, Real Housewives of Melbourne, uh, um, and. Uh, um, and now, at the moment, we're, we're doing uh, Wanted for uh, Netflix and Glitch for Netflix. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I, you know, like 
oh, about a year ago I decided I needed to sort of do something a little bit different and and so I'm trying to sort of soft launch my company which is uh, looking at things a little bit more borders, borderlessly now to sort of work more internationally than I had previously been in uh, doing in Australia so uh, yeah so I'm sort of you know in development on a whole bunch of new things um, I'm finishing season three for glitch and and I guess here it, it's the same as you guys I'm just you know looking to meet people have a beer yep. which seems to be a, <laughs> part of the vernacular Acceptable. yes yeah. yes part of the vernacular and, and and you know you, you always look for like for like at these places you know you always look for the people that you can connect to and and have a proper conversation with ahead of this event we conducted a survey of attendees and more than 300 responded giving us a pretty good snapshot of where the international tv drama business is right now but i'd like to get your take how do you see the market as 2018 draws to a close buoyant um, sometimes there's a bit too much noise, hard to cut through and understand what's really going on, but uh, I don't, certainly don't know a period when there was um, as much demand for high quality drama where people paid as much attention to you and what you were saying because they're so keen to find the next good thing. Um, and it's a really good time for talking and making partnerships as everyone is keen to try and do bigger, better drama. So they're looking for partners to make bigger, better shows. I think more and more now, what, I mean, we've seen that there is this huge demand and the demand is growing. So it makes us happy, obviously. But I think like more and more you have less room for middle ground project. You have to be exceptional or you're dead. And uh, we learned that, I mean, uh, when we started, I mean, uh, the first show, that the second show that we tried to do wasn't not exactly at the same level. And believe me, uh, we never made the mistake again. I mean, uh, now if we don't think that uh, the script is so strong that uh, you can't miss it, we will just stop uh, before making it happen. I mean, there is no space for uh, middle ground. You have to be exceptional and you have to try to reinvent yourself all the time, which is not easy. Or <laughs> all the time as you can imagine because I mean basically all shows have been done already and how do you do uh, something new on uh, something that exists already but uh, that's the big challenge and uh, that's we, what we're still trying to do and uh, again I mean finding new partners is uh, sometimes the solution and uh, hopefully that's how we're gonna make it happen. I think it's a great time for people to tell uh, the kinds of stories that have always been on the margins in, in previous uh, times because I think that nowadays what audiences seem to be responding to is something fresh and original, a world we haven't seen before and you know like I, I've, I sort of spent 25 years making work which was always considered very marginal because you know like it was around about Chinese identities or Chinese cultures in Australia or, or queer identities, th things that were um, a little bit on the side and, and now what seems to be happening is that the world is, especially through the SVODs, through the uh, streaming services, the, the world is interested in, in unique stories and there is an aggregation of the margins. So there's no, there's, it's not so much that there is a centre and, 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 and an edge anymore. I think that now we're, the, the audiences are broken up into uh, tribes and so there's a whole bunch of people all over the world who are interested in all kinds of things and when you put them all together that's a significant number and I think that's a, a different way in which commissioners are thinking and looking for stories and uh, I think in a weird way 
it's one of it's one of the most reliable ways to refresh a story because I mean you know, quite simply you tell a story about middle-class white people having problems you might have you know 5,000 competitors. You tell the story about uh, the unique story of an African village and the people within it and, 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 their and what they're going through, that's a story we haven't seen. And I think that that's kind of like, that's part of what's exciting about now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you're right that people are very aware you can't play safe, they have to take risks. And I, I like your comment about tribes, but I think definitely one of the biggest tribes is uh, YA audiences and so many conversations I've had this year with people and they're going, every, whether you're a linear broadcaster or you're on online platform, you need to uh, address the, the needs of young audiences and give them shows that they feel are not patronizing and authentic. Um, we've had success in the past with skins like 10 years ago and that's a wonderful we've got, show. We've got new, new show that's uh, Clique that's done very well, but I know Scam generally in Europe has been remade by lots yeah. of different people. Um, and I think that's where some of the most interesting stuff is going to be coming out over the year. Yeah, I think one thing that makes the difference very often is if you start with a constraint, because that forces you to be creative. I mean, uh, we've been like, uh, one of the first shows that we did was an Israeli show, and we've been looking at a lot of uh, shows in Israel, where, I mean, the constraint is so big that you have to be over-creative to make it better. And I think today, that's what you need. I mean. You have tons of shows that cost like several millions and I mean we're doing some of those as well. But I think like the key is to find a way to be like more clever, to work under a lot of uh, constraint and to make it happen regardless. And for us, I mean, that's really one area that we want to focus as well. I mean, when we do this show in Belgium as well, I mean, we are, the budget are limited. That forces you to be more creative, that forces you to find like better stories, then I mean, you have something different at the end of the day. Often those stories around constraints are also stories about people with high stakes in their lives. Yeah. You know, like that's, and I think that when you, when you, when you said a story where, where the stakes are really high, like, you know, in terms of surviving a day or, you know, uh, that then that immediately makes the drama more compelling. It makes yeah. it more interesting. Yeah. Some of the biggest stories of 2018, obviously AT&T acquiring Time Warner, Disney buying 21st Century Fox, um, that's going to mean major changes to the industry coming into 2019 with the arrival of Disney Plus, Warner Media's OTT service, Apple as well. When you look ahead to the coming 12 months, what, what do you see and what are the most exciting developments? What are some of the challenges? More platform, more clients, I'm happy at the end of the day. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing for everybody. I mean more competition, I mean, uh, will force people to start to do things that are slightly different. To, uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, that's what we all want. And uh, we'll see, I think there is room for several people. Obviously, those guys are big players. I think they, they will all succeed on their own way. And we just need to find a way around. And uh, for us, it's, uh, we're so excited to see that happening. Yeah, we're also a producer group, so we're agnostic on who we work for, so yeah. If you end up with more people you can go and pitch your idea to, that's, that's not a bad thing from our perspective. I, I think it's a compelling time for original voices and I think that part of our job is to find those original voices and to give them, because you know, 
you, they, they also need to, be, to have the skill and the expertise to then deliver a drama that can speak to more than just, you know, you know we're not interested in making diaries or, you know, um, um, totally personal pieces. We're interested in taking those original voices and then and launching them into the world. A show like Atlanta, for instance, uh, shows you a world that you've never seen before in a way which you've never seen before. And I think that's what audiences are responding to. And I think that young adult area is absolutely, like I, I did a kids show uh, for BBC and uh, ABC in Australia, and we, which won a BAFTA on Sunday. And uh, I just thought I'd sneak that in. And, um, and uh, so tactfully. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things I, I learned from working with children is that, that the work that you make impacts so much on their lives and that's you know and that's what we want we have to keep doing it as content makers we have to make things that are meaningful to people's lives and it's, unless you do you know there is just too much noise otherwise yeah. you know so so I, I feel like we you know we have to be have the skills to engage and entertain an audience but we ha have to have the heart and the mind to say something to them as well yeah okay well fantastic Thank you very much for that. Sadly, that's all we've got time for in this episode. Thanks to my guests, Jean-Michel, Stephen and Tony. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Don't forget, you can find out about the industry trends, the hundreds of other delegates we surveyed identified as part of the C21 Pro 2019 Global Drama Trends Report, which is publishing on our website right now, where you'll also find all the news and latest interviews coming out of Content London 2018. You can also stay up to date by following C21 on Twitter and on mobile. Thanks for listening. Thank you.